Your clinical and practice success with myopia management is directly tied to your ability to communicate the value of what you provide to the children and families you serve. That's according to Dr. Dan Press of Park Ridge Vision in Park Ridge, Illinois. Review of Optometric Business recently visited Dan's office where he described in compelling terms how he sees three common outcomes in his practice which is focused on myopia management, ortho and pediatric services. And now, Dr. Dan Press in the Review of Optometric Business podcast, a great day, a good day, and a bad day in myopia management. I would say a great day in myopia management is the parent and the child who gets it. Because I'm not just concerned about the axial length of the child, I'm concerned about the child's well-being and how they're going to be able to go through their life and feel confident and be a contributing member to society. And they can't do that if they're constantly be dealing with their poor visual issues. And they can't do that certainly if they, if they suffer from a retinal detachment and are blind in one eye. So it, a great day is when a parent and a child understands that the concern is not just about the eyeball, and the concern is not just about the blurry vision, but the concern is about their overall well-being. And we talk to them about the importance, not just about following through on treatment recommendations, because it's wonderful that we have low-dose atropine, and we have our soft contact lens options, and we have ortho-K, but what I think we need to take a step back and realize is this epidemic that we're facing with myopia management is much more than just what's going on with the eye. It's also a big social issue in terms of how our youth is spending their time. They're not spending it playing outside anymore. They're not spending it doing the things that even I did growing up in the, in the mid-80s. They're spending it now on screens, and they're spending, it, they're spending the recreational time on screens. Uh, their academic demands are typically higher than what it was a generation ago. Uh, schools are giving out computers and laptops to children and Chromebooks and, and when they're eight years old. So these kids are, are suffering from what a good colleague Nick Despotitas calls social myopia. And a, and a great day is when parents and children get that. When they are sitting, when they leave the exam room and they understand that, you know, I need to change my habits. I need to change my approach. A lot of these uh, our type A patients tend to be our patients that have myopia and tend to have children that have myopia. And these are patients that are so worried about being perfectionists and are so worried about the grades that they're getting and are so worried about, ex about excelling in life that they tend to work themselves up in a lot of different areas. And when we can help them take a step back and realize that there's more to life than just be studying all day, uh, there's more to life than, than you know, achieving the next level in Fortnite or whatever the game that is that they're playing, uh, we're going to help them offset the progression of their myopia by one of our treatment options, but they need to do their part in changing their approach to how they're spending their time. That's a great day. Uh, we had a great day today when a, five a mother of a five-year-old walked in to sign up for a myopia management program uh, because that patient left our practice with the recommendation of starting a low-dose atropine program He's about a minus four at five years old. We've been very concerned about him for the last six months since we've started seeing him. We recommended it at the first visit. We recommended it at the second visit. The mother talked to the pediatrician who referred them to a pediatric ophthalmologist and the pediatric ophthalmologist supported our recommendation. So that's another great day when we have not just the optometric community but also the ophthalmology community getting on board with myopia management and the concern with progressive myopia because that was not the case just about 10 years ago. A good day would be a patient who I would say 
signs up for a program, but is only concerned about the ability to see clearly throughout the day. It's the parent that doesn't really get it, or the child that doesn't really get it. Uh, they're going to continue to have their heads buried in a screen all throughout the day, but they want to be able to be free from the burden of glasses and contact lenses, so they're interested in signing up for our Ortho-K program uh, just to, to be free of those burdens of glasses and contacts, which is a legitimate burden. But I know if that child and that parent doesn't understand the bigger picture of what we're concerned about, then uh, they're likely to continue to progress, possibly more at a rate than a child who understands that I'm going to have to change my lifestyle along with undertaking this treatment. And then a bad day is a day that I, if I'm having a bad day and I'm not communicating effectively, and I would say that our, our satisfaction rates tend to be very high. And it's not because I think I'm doing anything special, but much like uh, many of my colleagues, because I'm genuinely concerned for the, for the health and well-being of our patients. And parents pick up on that. But we all have bad days. And if I'm in a fog, if I'm not feeling well, uh, I feel that I've really let a family down and let a child down. If I'm not communicating effectively and a parent walks out of the office not understanding the true concern that we have about their child's future, and they leave the office and, and decide not to pursue any treatment, because what we talk about, we, we try not to let finances get in the way. And thankfully, you know, we practice in, an, in a middle to upper middle class area where people do have some disposable income to spend on health care. Uh, but there are patients that can't afford the treatment options. And when we, we, we get that sense of hesitation because of finances, we let parents know that our number one concern is the child. And we will do what it takes on our part to have the child start the program, and we'll worry about the finances later. And we have scholarships that we offer, we'll do deferred payment options, and many times we'll ask them, this is something that I learned from a great mentor uh, in vision therapy, Dr. Bob Sanit, who had suggested, you ask the patient, the parent, what are they willing to sacrifice on their end? And if they're willing to sacrifice something, whether it's, you know, what, what, what really bothers you if you have a patient who says they can't afford a treatment option, and then, you, and then they tell you that they're going to Disney World next week on a family vacation, which I know how expensive Disney World is. Uh, that's something that, that's concerning. That's a patient, parent that they don't understand the value of what, what it is that we're providing. But for those patients who really, truly can't afford it, just tell me something that you think you would sacrifice on your end and we'll sacrifice on our end in terms of our fees. And we try not to let that get in the way of, of treatment recommendations. But I believe that we are successful when we are successful because parents understand the value of the service that we're providing and they know that we are genuinely concerned for the health care of their child.